0: Welcome to ReCast, brought to you by Regeneration. I'm your host, Aaron. Crazy excited about this show for you guys today. Joining us is the very special and your very own Justin Sterner. That is
1: too kind. What's up, you guys?
0: And Alyssa. Hey. Awesome. Like I said, we're crazy excited about this show. we got a lot to talk about, a lot to share. Um, so let's go ahead and, uh, and just kind of catch up. Justin, what you been up to, man?
1: Dude, working, got married three weeks ago. That's crazy. Hey, tell
0: everybody what you do, because nobody really knows you yet.
1: What I do. Yeah. So I am a vocal teacher and a music teacher, and then um, in my spare time I love to um, spend time with my incredible wife and um, work for our awesome Energy ministry, Regeneration. It's super awesome. Yeah. Super cool.
0: Uh, for those of you who maybe don't remember, his name, Justin, was our host, uh, along with the other Justin, Justin Stewart. Jay
1: Stew and Jay Stern. Yeah, Back awesome. at it again.
0: They did a great job, except for Justin, I got I to gotta tell you, got to uh, just you know level the playing field with you. Yeah. Um, so I had a lot of feedback from the schools. Actually, mm. it was super cool because one of the schools gave uh, all of their students piece of paper and said, all the high schoolers gave them piece of paper and said, hey, I want you guys to write down uh, one good thing and one bad thing from the conference and um, there were several that said that you
1: said sick way too much. <laughs> the word sick. yeah.
0: They were like, like, dude, that's sick? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. they were like <laughs> They were like you need to tell your hosts that we don't talk like he thinks we talk. So I guess sick is an old word man. You got to find a name. How's dope or fresh? I say dope all the time.
1: Fresh, dude, that's fresh, dog. Um, How about that? Yeah, yeah you like that? Yeah. Sick, dude, I'm, I am feel like a millennial and now I'm getting outed like a 55-year-old man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, that's sick, youngin',
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, i tell you what, um, this is what we'll do. If you're listening, tweet at us or uh, DM us on Instagram or something a new word to make Justin's own.
1: Yeah, give me and, give me something new you guys, some new yeah, vocab. That's some
0: new cool. vocab. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Um so yeah, man, you just got married, right? Give us a little bit of that, like how's it how's it been?
1: It's been absolutely incredible. Um to level with you guys, we got sick during our honeymoon, which was kind of a downer, but like honestly, my wife is such a trooper. She's been um she's been working so much too and like we get up super early to go to our morning jobs and <clears throat> i've just been able to watch like god work in our in our marriage already and kind of teach us how to how to relax, how to make time for him, how to make um, time for devotions and and being able to do that with somebody now forever is just um, i think it's one of those things that helps me helps me find the motivation is being able to do that with somebody every morning yeah. and the accountability is is really awesome to be like hey honey, let's grab our bibles, let's sit down and, and go over um, you know different passages and work through that. It's really, really exciting. Very
2: awesome. cool. where did yeah. you guys honeymoon
1: at? We went to Orlando, Florida. <laughs> uh, one of my good friends is um, Jodi Benson. She's the voice of Ariel. So she actually, as our wedding present, gave us tickets to Disney World. Um, and it's Amber's favorite place in the world and one of my top favorite places in the world. So we went and spent um, two days at Disney and then we did um, a day of kind of traveling around and seeing the sights, going to you know downtown Disney. It was super exciting. Yeah. You
0: know what's crazy? You talk about Ariel. Uh, My, like, second cousin or great aunt or, I don't know, somebody who owns the name Whipple, uh, she did one of, she sang one of the songs that Ariel sang in, like, the first Ariel. In the movie? Yeah. Yeah,
1: in the movie. So... Wow, that's so interesting.
0: Did your... 'Cause yeah. she sang?
1: Yeah, Jody sings every song. That's so interesting. She is the voice. Maybe of you're Yeah, she's yeah. like the voice. She and the singing voice too. Mm-hmm. So maybe
0: I'm related to this. I don't know who Maybe it was. you're related
1: to a con artist. I'm just no. No, I'm just kidding.
0: No, I promise. Cause she sang in Ice Age 2 and stuff. Wait, how awesome is that? Yeah, so I don't know. Um, maybe she was the singer for like a different character in it. Yeah. All I know is she Probably. sang one of like the main songs in Ariel. Uh, wow.
1: Maybe it was one of the songs that Ariel doesn't sing. Right. Yeah. What was the. Uh, what's the. What, Sebastian, the.
0: No, no, she flounder. doesn't sound
2: like
0: that. Maybe she was one of Ariel's
1: sisters. No, what was the evil yeah. girl? Ursula? Ursula. Uh, maybe she sang when
0: she Pac became Harrell? a human. You know when Ursula becomes a human and then oh, she sings a song?
1: Oh, maybe. Yeah, dude. That might be
0: it. I don't know. I'll find out. I mean, yeah, you should guys know next Yeah. Week? yeah.
1: Text so. her or. Dude, I don't even know her. MySpace honestly. her or something, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she, she'll
0: listen to- MySpace. Justin just did catch up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry guys, I still use words like six. Yeah, so it was crazy. My MySpace it was crazy. account
1: is flourishing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> wow. I got all of three followers. They're
1: all 80 year olds, but it's okay. Um, Mom, grandma, and great grandma. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, no, so I do really uh, I'll,
0: I'll have to ask who she is. But yeah, she's sang in like Ice Age and several Disney Pixar movies and stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah, I know. I don't. I need to meet her. So I'm sure I have at like a funeral or something.
1: Oh, that's awful. Ah. I'm sorry. You couldn't say like <laughs> a family a reunion or well, a birthday We don't, we don't or... really
0: have family
1: reunions. We. The Whipples, a very cold was... bunch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hide in caves. Oh,
0: we no, we. But... <laughs> No, no we used to have family rides. family reunions every Thanksgiving. We used to all get together. It was super cool. But yeah. we haven't done it in forever, and not everyone... Nothing to give thanks for anymore? No, we just, you know, we all kind of hate each other. So... What? It's just one of those things. I'm just kidding.
2: Family bonding. Yeah. so <laughs> wow.
0: Precious. So, um, great aunt or second cousin or whoever you are that sings in Disney movies. If, uh, you're, if listening. you're listening. <laughs> sorry I don't even know your name. Okay? Uh, <laughs> glad you're listening, though. So... Maybe we can... If you are In listening, contact. follow
1: me on MySpace. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I hate it. Oh, uh, Alyssa, what's going on with you?
2: Not much. I just got back from a spring break trip. I went to Rosemary Beach. Uh, the weather was beautiful. wasn't too hot, um, and I just went down with a few a few girlfriends, and we had a lot of open time, which I feel like when you go to the beach, you need to just be on the beach, especially if you don't live by the beach and get to visit often.
3: Mm.
2: So there was tons of time for uh, devotionals and quiet time. And uh, we just bonded and had some really, really cool moments and really open talks.
1: That's awesome. I love, I love the beach. I love to be able to like sit down and kind of look at God's creation and understand like how everything is blended like just looking at the artistry and the storytelling of the sand and the water and just the consistency of waves it's some there's something different about it i just really enjoy so i get that i love that
0: awesome guys well it is time for the current All right, this is the segment where we each bring a story, a topic from the media and we talk about it in depth, what it means for both social constructs or uh, just celebrity culture, whatever's going on in the world, we want to know it. So, Justin, hit us with what you got. What'd you bring today?
1: Dude, I have I have two really quick stories. My first one Twofer. My first one is super awesome. So the headline reads Kansas farmer uses cow art to say <laughs> hi to SpaceX rocket. I like it. Right, it's crazy, Mars. so listen, listen to this, you guys. Yeah. March 19th. A Kansas farmer and self-proclaimed cow artist <laughs> used about 300 of his prized cows to say <laughs> hi to the Tesla-toting SpaceX rocket That's as incredible. it orbited. Did they see it? I, I, I'm not sure yet, so oh. we're, we're getting on there. Yeah. Derek Klingenberg, a cattle farmer who previously went viral for video showing him Klingberg? playing- what? What's Klingit- Klingenberg? What K-L-I-N-G. it sounds like a cattle
0: farmer. Ian
1: Berg, I love a it. A cattle farmer who previously went viral for videos, videos showing him playing trombone for the cows and using his <laughs> feed truck to herd the cows into different cow art images. Posted a video on YouTube showing him herding the animals to spell out hi. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You I guys, love it. I think it's amazing you know but like that
0: he has to be somehow distantly related to Dwight Schrute. I mean, can we all agree on that? I mean, I I'd be with you on that one. Yeah. That 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 That's just sounds so like a possible. Dwight thing to do. Yeah, you
1: know for I mean? 100%. Oh, I love it. Dude, I don't know. I do, but I read this and like the YouTube video looks like so funny because there's actually this like there's actually a YouTube video of him spelling out hi wow. with his power. Right. You guys, you have to go check this out if you're mm-hmm. listening. Go, go look up Kansas Farmer uses Coward to say hi to the space rocket. My other current yeah, event um, is actually from one of the guys who was our worship leader for Regeneration 2018. Wow. Um, he's from Fuel Music, Nathan O'Neill. Wait, who's that? I'm just
0: kidding.
1: Nah, he's the lead singer for Fuel Music. Yeah. Um, he's one of their lead writers. He's a good friend of Aaron's, um, and I got to spend a lot of time because I was our family was their host home. So it was super cool, but he just auditioned for American Idol. Yeah. Um, And um, I'm not going to spoil it if you're listening, you know, live, but, um, you know, he is going forward in the competition. And as they released his audition video um, during the live videos, Luke Bryan asks him who his American Idol is. I mean, who's his, like, all-time celebrity idol. And he looks straight at Katy Perry and says, I'm sorry, Katy, Taylor Swift. And Katy Perry goes... Oh, that's okay. I I like Katie. I mean, I like Taylor as a a songwriter as well and gives these super awkward looks at him, right? And Nathan is like kind of awkward and kind of like pass it over. But straight up, right after this, Vanity Fair, People Magazine, USA Today, all of these crazy headliner um, journalism structures and um, companies started... Writing all about this, saying that there's shade being thrown at Taylor Swift by by Katy Perry. Perry, And there's all of this stuff going on about it. So I sent him, I texted Nathan this morning and I texted him a few gifs of Katy Perry and Taylor Swift going back and forth. And he texted me, he was like, dot, 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 I'm mad at you. (laughs) And it was super funny, but... Isn't that crazy that like that, crazy. that goes on and I just think it's I was one of those things that I was like looking it up. I was like, "Wait, that's like, Nathan O'Neill." What? Nathan. I know that. Guy. Yeah, it's crazy. Didn't, so um,
2: Taylor Swift and Katy Perry both date John Mayer at some point, too. Well, who
1: hasn't dated John Mayer? I'm going to be <laughs> honest. Like, I mean, yeah. Like I've I f- dated John, John Mayer. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I feel like there's like everybody his. It's like it's like saying who's dated Jennifer Aniston. It's like Wow. Can we we can all name somebody dude, who just so who's change. dated John Mayer? I,
2: I pray for his salvation, like.
0: dude. John Mayer's crazy. He's an awesome he's an he awesome artist. Phenom- he's a
1: phenomenal yeah. guitarist. But Songwriter. but yeah, I know. It, I always think about this, and you guys pipe in on this. But like, I always think about the platform that some of these um, top chart artists have. Like, if God were to get a hold of their heart, just within like an overnight thing, if He woke up one day and was like you know, I'm 100% going to give my life to Christ and start running after the mission that he's called me to. Yeah. The amount of people that follow him. Now, and of course, you know, of course there are people who would probably pull away from him if he started, True. you know, using his his platform to proclaim religious beliefs. But right. I just always think about that and kind of makes me wonder and makes me curious well, about you kind
0: of see that with like Justin Bieber. Yeah, right? so yeah. I think I, I'm, I'm, it's super cool to watch how Justin Bieber has not only Uh, transformed and grown as an artist. Um, I think that he's creating really, really solid music nowadays, um, which is really awesome. And I think that's because he's branching away from kind of the structured industry. Um, But also, like, he's growing in his faith. He's hanging out with these awesome people like Carl Lentz, Judah Smith, right, Chad. He's just hanging out with these people and learning more about God, and he's getting really, really serious about his faith. He's still got a long way to go, but, man, I'm crazy proud of, like, and I say I'm proud of him, like I know him right. personally. I don't, but um, it's just super cool to like watch God get a hold yeah. of some of the people whom we or or culture puts as gods, right? And so yeah. like when that person that this that all of these people all of culture kind of worships um, is then put. In a place where he's showing them that he's worshiping someone else, I think mean, yeah. it's
1: super, super cool. You know, oh yeah, for sure. Opening so
0: many doors that have never been opened before.
1: One of my favorite things is like, um, I love, I love the story that Tori Kelly has, and like Amber, yes. my wife, has been kind of like. Following Tori Kelly, she kind of first had her her grounds yeah. um, when she auditioned for American Idol, and you know Simon Cowell was like, "No, you're never going to go anywhere." Yeah. And then immediately God used that opportunity, used that that closed door to take her and do incredible so, things. And now you know she's collaborating with people like Lecrae and yeah. people who have the platform in for the Christian environment that just right. are kind of setting the tone. And you know Andy Minio is kind of climbing the ladder as well, and yeah. I, I love the way that they're um, they're appealing to the they're appealing to the the artistic um, vibe of the hip-hop culture but they're also able to share and 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 balance the um, balance the the weight of Sharing awesome lyrics and sharing awesome stories and mes- messages behind their, yeah. their stuff, which is super cool. But yeah, Tori Kelly, you know, she just got married too. Yeah. Um, oh, and it's just super cool to watch, um, you know, how God is using her in the industry to make a difference. It's, For sure. it's super cool. Dude, awesome. Nathan's next, man. Oh, yeah. Come on, Nathan O'Neill. My boy. Let's <laughs> awesome. go.
2: Yeah, I think it could definitely be transformational having someone with that much influence pick up and just totally turn, turn to God, because yeah. so many people, I mean, you look at celebrities, and they're surrounded by comfort, which is a lot. why a lot of them stay where they're at, but yeah. I mean, it's a lost place to be, so I think it would be, yeah, transformational to a generation, for sure.
0: All right, Alyssa, what you got?
2: Sweet. So, we are... Just now starting March Madness. So, I lived in, in Cleveland for a short period of time. So, a ton of my friends are Cavs fans. And it's a team that I've followed. Right. Um, but I saw this interesting article. So, LeBron James is going to try to make 82 games this year, or this season. It would be the first in a while. Um, just because of injuries and things. But it's strange how athletes bodies can like their their weights can fluctuate because of like their muscle mass and stuff yeah. he gained seven pounds in one game like a week ago
1: so how how does like has that happened I don't know I think it probably has to do like so like I don't know this might be this might be like totally out there like Aaron you know like when you're, like, like bench pressing or lifting weights and, like, you get out of the gym and your arms are, like, swollen. Yeah. Like, and you, like, poke them and it feels like you're flexing, but yeah. you're not. Yeah. Um, or, like, you do a ton of crunches and your abs are, like, super hard, but you haven't, but you're not, like, holding them in. Right. It might just happen that he was... Was so active during the game. But that still wouldn't make sense to add weight. Right? You know what I mean? Like, Maybe he drank so much Gatorade during I, <laughs> the game. <laughs> that's the only it's thing I can think strange. of. No, but the problem is he probably LeBron did, like, sweats so much that, like, yeah. the. I don't know. I feel like Maybe the. Maybe he was water. I mean, my water, water weight. weight. I, 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 I guess. guess. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. I Maybe during halftime he went up to the, the, <laughs> the concession <laughs> stands and got, like, <laughs> eight or nine hot dogs. <laughs> oh. I, it
2: doesn't give, like, an ex- explanation, but it talks a lot about. His training, he's been training with um, a Navy SEAL, yeah. um, just trying to help some back injuries and stuff that happened last season, but just super interesting. All I know That's is crazy. Crazy. I was a
1: hardcore Miami Heat fan for the longest time. Really? really? And then everybody started, uh, yeah, Mario Chalmers was like one of my dudes. Like, yeah. I used to pick him on 2K all the time. I was like, <laughs> give me in the, I'm on there I got Chalmers, come here, hit me up. And then I would shoot, shoot the three with him or whatever. And then all these people started getting drafted and moved away and I was like, This is garbage. I don't wanna watch the NBA anymore. And then they stacked up, you know, Cavs with LeBron and Kyrie and all these people yeah. and I was like, This is just not cool. Not <laughs> but I'm it's still crazy. I'm still I'm still following the Warriors a little bit. Yeah. I have them on my ESPN app and sometimes I'll check out the scores. I think and see it would how be how super doing.
2: cool to have the Celtics and the and uh, the Cavs. That would be two northern teams. Just, that would be. Well, and of Kyrie, too. Yeah, like, that would
1: be so fun. That would
2: just be nuts.
1: Celtics are such like a. They're such a um, classic team. The way that yeah. they're coached is just so awesome. Like, yeah. just using such such solid zone defense and stuff. Right. It's so or just different. super traditional. Yeah. yeah, that's great.
0: Awesome. Well, I brought a story similar to yours, Alyssa. Uh, it, it's, it's a little more out there. Um, I don't
2: know where you find this stuff. There. It's crazy, man. I'm
0: telling you. It's crazy. Uh, so this thing, again, is about the calves. So you guys know, I don't know if it was a couple years ago, maybe like a year ago, Kyrie Irving came out about the flat earth theory, right? <laughs> Alyssa almost spit out her coffee. So have you heard about this, Oh, dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's Kyrie. Oh, come on. So uh, flat earth, right? So you guys, what do you think about flat earth? Do you think it's, you think the earth is flat? Can we all agree that, yes, it's scientifically plausible <laughs> and proven that the Earth is flat? I'm just kidding. I
2: don't
1: know. No, that's a joke.
0: No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so Let's Kyrie got a Kyrie little...
2: we in a spaceship and see what he thinks. Yeah, I know. Tell yeah, him to say hi to the cows. for right.
1: Classic my, Kyrie. From my cow farmer, my self-proclaimed <laughs> art cow <Yes>. farmer.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, um... So, anyways, Kyrie Irving kind of blew all of our minds with the whole flat earth theory, and we were like, how can we get any lower from here? Uh, and then Jordan Clarkson shows
1: up. Oh, dude, I know where you're going with Jordan this. Jordan Clarkson
0: <laughs> shows up, and uh, Are you thinking... Wait,
1: is this what I think it is?
0: I, I don't know, man. So, he is... Uh, <laughs> That's my
1: dinosaur noise, because I know <laughs> yeah. where this is going.
0: It's <laughs> so funny. Okay, um... So he was talking with DJ Montage and revealed that, and DJ Montage said that he didn't believe in dinosaurs. DJ Montage and the Migos hangs out a lot. All the time. Freaking the Migos. Uh, (laughs) And Clarkson, he, he volunteered his kind of out there response and he was like, hey... Um, I don't believe in dinosaurs either. And then he's like, hold up, wait a minute. Actually, I do. Put a little
1: love in it. (laughs) So he was like, I
0: don't believe in dinosaurs either. Well, no, actually, I do believe that. And then he said, this is going to get a little crazy. This is what I love. He said, I'm going to take y'all a little left on this. Okay, so y'all know how we got dogs and stuff. These are exact quotes. (laughs) He said, y'all know how we got dogs and stuff, right? So I think uh, it was bigger bigger people in the world before us and, like, the dinosaurs, was they pets? Was
2: he they said,
0: pets. was they pets? Was they pets. I love it.
2: Dinosaurs, was
0: they pets? And then DJ Montage was like, "On a leash? Like a pet? So how big were these people? And Clarkson was like, oh, you look at a dinosaur. They got, like, three times bigger than them, I guess. So... Cl- no, I just love big how, humans. I just love how we that's think. That's some
1: giants in the sky stuff. You I, know what I'm saying? Like I know. And Jack and the Beanstalk comes down and he's like, yo, mom.
3: <laughs> it's crazy. They's so, big up there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they walk in them dinosaurs.
0: He is big. <laughs> it's crazy. So, like, we had Kyrie Irving blowing all of our minds. And, and then Clarkson just comes out of left field with this theory about people being giant people. Bigger than dinosaurs, and uh, yeah. So I don't know where, where this came from. Um, I guess there's something in the water at Cleveland, but uh, it's crazy, it's crazy out there. <laughs> it's a rough life. Yeah,
2: Cleveland's an interesting place.
0: I love it. So that's what's happening right now in the world from- The current, baby. The current, that's, that's what's going on, <laughs> uh, at least from our point of view. That's what we're focusing on. Um, so yeah, super fun, crazy stuff. So now it's time for our featured artist. Now let Alyssa introduce you guys.
2: Sweet. So I don't know if you guys are on Spotify. I think everybody's on Spotify. At
1: Apple Music. Sorry, I, guys.
2: Yeah, I guess that's up and coming. But I, I'm a fan of Spotify and I like to do some digging and see who's out there. There's an artist called Chappy, like happy but with a C in front of it. And he has one song on Spotify. Um, about 16,000 monthly listeners and he has a song called Colorado and it's really just cool for summer and kind of like something you could listen to on a road trip so we'll play that now for you guys
3: Well I'm off to Colorado With urgency I go Seeking the answers To questions untold Oh Lord guide me sure I will find home
1: Man, that was awesome! Yeah, you guys go give them a listen. So good. Yeah. Super them cool. Chappie is them now. Yes. So everybody knows. There's a hundred of them. It's one. Their orchestra. They no. actually all play PVC pipe, oh, and do that's they? what all of those sounds came from. Wow, that was awful. Sorry. <laughs> no. Um, I love finding underground
0: artists, I love finding people that no one else listens yeah. to. Um, just because like supporting the people who haven't necessarily made it yet, Yeah, I think is super cool. Um, because we've all been there, right? We're all trying to get there. We're all. Speaking to of, of it. young
1: artists who haven't quite Everybody's made it yet, on a journey. if you're listening, go check out our co- co-inhabitating homeboy rapper Nate McGahee, that was what too many guy. words. He was at our conference, you guys, and he is absolutely the man, and his music is super positive, and it's super um, awesome, and it's uplifting messages about his walk with the Lord and um, just encouraging stuff, so go check him out on Spotify, Apple Music, all those stuff. Yeah, guys. throw it out there.
0: Super cool. All right, it's time for Message Minute. So this is the segment where we each just talk about what God's doing in our own lives. You know, I think uh, God's always moving, and we've always got stories to tell, and we're always learning. So we want to share what God's been doing with us for you guys, just to encourage y'all and, and help you guys out. Um, yeah, super cool. So, Alyssa, what's God been teaching you?
2: Sweet. So last week, last episode, uh, I talked about how I've been going through Proverbs this year, and. I think it just goes for God's word. Is there's new life spoken through it every time you read it. Um, but the proverb that stuck out, stuck out to me today um, for Proverbs 19 uh, was 19:22. What a man desires is unfailing love, and I think a lot of times that unfailing love we can place we can place it in different things and. Um, and making idols out of things, especially when it comes to relationships and just understanding relationally where where your heart lies and where you're finding that unfeeling love and where you're rooting it in, Um, whether you're rooting it in another person or you're relying on God to deliver that to you. Um, And I think it's just something you have to kind of constantly find your middle ground in um, and just remind yourself that Unfailing love, true unfailing love, um, is only found found in the Father, um, and if you're fully relying on that, you'll you'll stay centralized. So I think that's just super important and something that I've been reminded of a lot lately. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's
0: awesome.
1: Very cool. Yeah.
2: Justin, yeah, God I've been
0: showing you.
1: So, um, <clears throat> Amber and I have been listening um, in our spare time. We've God's really been working in both of our hearts because we. Um, since we're brand new in our our marriage and we're trying to figure out, you know, living, living together for the first time, um, working out how to, you know, how to pay our bills on time, how to get everything like set up, how to set up our house and, you know, how it's going to, how it's going to work in like this whole, this whole process. And, um, it's been, it's been really challenging for us to make time, um, for the Lord, not because we're, not because we're too busy with, um, each other or too busy with, um, you know all of these things, just because we, we find ourselves working so hard in our in our jobs, or working so hard to make time for all of the people that want to see us now that we're married, and they want to like um, invest in us and all this stuff. And we really think that it's huge to have that investment from everybody. But what we're learning is that it's so unsustainable when God isn't at the center and the focus of our lives. And. Yeah. It's hard to go through seasons you guys where um you know you might have something going on where you're working a job. If you're in high school, you're working a you know, you're working a part time job, you have overloads on homework, you're you're um you're overwhelmed by everything that's going on. But all I can say is that like Amber and I's best days together and I think my best days personally are when I start them in my word or start them listening to a sermon or a podcast that has to do with um you know, some incredible message that God has laid on somebody's heart that, um, can then speak through me. And so f- something that we, um, we loved and I wanted to share with you guys was, um, Scott Sauls, um, is a, is a writer he's a pastor and he's a friend of Matt Chandler's, who's one of our favorite um, pastors. And we, um, we've been listening to a lot of his sermon- sermons from TBC, from the village church. And, um, he shared this in one of his sermons. And I think it's, it's, this one sentence made us pause our, our sermon and you know we're sitting in bed and we're, we paused our sermon, we looked over each other and we're just like, wow, that sinks so deep. And I want to share it with you guys. Um, it's from a blog post that he wrote called What if?" Um, his name is Scott Saul, so you guys can go check him out too. Um, the, and the quote is, "What if the church became the answer to loneliness, the life-giving alternative to social media induced isolation and depression? The soul-stealing pornography habits, the body-exploiting hookups, the non-committed cohabitations, and lonesome bar stools. And we looked at each other and we were just kind of like taken back by that because I think, I think in adolescence, um, you know, through high school and through, through the the trials that we faced both in both of our lives just like looking at that sentence and like there's never been a moment um in our life where we we weren't struggling with something right we all as sinners as broken people go through these seasons and um some seasons are worse than others you know a lot of people can be really strong in their faith and making time for the Lord every morning and really going through these awesome seasons but at some point um darkness always creeps in and and tries to get it get a hold of you and um one thing that just like kind of spits out at me right here um, is the life-giving alternative to a social media-induced isolation or depression, mm. and that kind of that kind of shocks me because we, um, we as followers of Christ and we as people are so concerned with our image and our second. Um, our second identity that we create on social media that it's so it's so interesting to me to like scroll through instagram or um, facebook or twitter or whatever it is that the social media platform you're using and to think about is this am i putting on an authentic version of who i am is this post am I doing this post, um, am I posting this post to get likes? Am I doing it to get affirmation because I'm not getting affirmation from the Lord or I'm not getting affirmation from, you know, my spouse or my, well, for, you know, for people in high school, like if I'm not getting affirmation from my friends or, wow. you know, my parents are working too much and they don't get to spend time with me. And and so there's this like ongoing, this ongoing battle that we we feel like. And um, the thing that I tie into that is my favorite author, um, Carlos Whitaker, he um, he has a, actually a super cool podcast to shout out his podcast. Um, it's called enter wild and you guys should go check him out as well. But he wrote this book called, um, killing the spider and he spoke a catalyst. Um, and Aaron and I got an opportunity to go and sit and listen to him speak. And, um, it really sunk deep with me, what he was talking about. And like, we become professional cobweb cleaners is what he says, yeah. where, you know, we can, we can look at our life and go, you know what? I'm going to clean out the cobwebs. I'm going to make my house clean again. Right but he said, if you don't find the spider that's lurking in the shadows and hiding in the closets, those cobwebs keep coming back because it's not, you can keep cleaning the cobwebs, but if you don't kill the spiders, nothing's gonna happen. And I think for me, that's what this all plays into is like, if I'm not finding what my, you know, so-called counterfeit satisfaction is, and I'm not killing it the moment I find it, then I'm just going to continue to clean. I'm just going to keep scrolling through my feed and unfollowing people who I think aren't putting on the right um, posture of, or, of Christ, or they're not, you know, posting the most appropriate things. And I'm going to keep going through my grid and going, oh, this doesn't this doesn't make sense to me. I don't like that this picture of myself looks this way. I'm going to delete it, and hopefully my, my persona on Instagram will look better. Yeah. So my encouragement just, you know, for everybody and something that I'm working through and, you know, um, it's, it's just to like look at your life and not just look around and see what you can clean up, but try to find the reason and the cause for it. For me right now, it's that I just have not been spending time with the Lord how, the way I need to. Wow. And you know, really chasing after, um, really chasing after that. And Aaron actually said this to me a couple months ago and it really sunk deep and I wanted to kind of give you all, whoever's listening, um, a piece of Aaron's advice for Aaron. I told him, he asked me, you know, hey, how can I pray for you, dude? And I looked over at him and was like, dude, my my devotional life is just kind of struggling. And he said, so why is that? And I was like, you know, I'm just not getting up in time. You know, I have to be at work at five in the morning. And so I'm not feeling like um, I'm getting enough rest and enough sleep and all this stuff. And he looked at me and he was like, so you're telling me that a God who bore a cross for you, who carried that cross up a hill, who went through turmoil and thorns on his head, who did all that for you, you can't get up an hour earlier for him. And so that, that sunk deep for me and like, it made me realize, okay, I don't need to be working this many hours. God's gonna provide for me in a certain way. So cutting away hours and trying to make time for him is just something that I think everybody needs to be focused on. And that's that's something that I'm working on currently. So yeah, dude. That's
2: awesome. I think just what you said earlier about your, your devotional life and waking up and being in the word every morning to kickstart your day. And you mentioned something about you know darkness is always going to creep in. I think more so when you are getting up and being in the Word every day, which is yeah. why it's so important to arm yourself yeah. um, and be aware that the darkness is just as real as the light. Yeah. Um, but we serve a sovereign God, so yeah. yeah, amen. Period. Done. You know. Yeah,
0: it's great. I mean, it, you're you're right. It will increase the amount mm-hmm. of attack and the size of your target on your back when you are diving into the Word, but the difference is you're going into your day with a shield. You're going into your day equipped, right? Um, It says, you know, Scripture says uh, that the Word of God will equip you, and so you are literally walking into a battlefield every day. It's just that when you take time to refocus in the morning, you're taking time to put on, as cliche as it is in the world of Christendom, you're putting on your armor, right? And this is such a big burden on the ministry too right with abolishing this thing called apathy and inspiring authenticity because there are so many christians not only students but adults too who in a world of violence and a world of persecution that is steadily rising um, which scripture tells us that it's going to continue to do there are so many christians who watch the news articles and uh, see just a tragedy where you know, uh, someone went, walked into a church and shot a bunch of people and then they applaud them for their courage right, and mourn their deaths, which is absolutely beautiful and we need to be doing that. We need to be you know, applauding these uh, souls and praising God for the, the people who are living out their faith. And then they'll make a comment like, I would 100% die for Christ, yet they are the ones who are not getting up 30 minutes to an hour early. And I'm like, you're telling me that you're saying you would have the courage to stand up for your faith and die, lay down your life for Jesus, but you're the same person that doesn't have the courage to stand up out of your bed an hour early to read the word. You know what I mean? And I think that's just, it's such a challenge. That's a challenge for me too because I know I've caught myself in that sentiment. You know, this idea of like, oh yeah, I would definitely be the person to stand firm and bold in my faith. And it, it, it resounds far beyond just getting up in the morning, right? I think it comes down to the interactions we have at Walmart, right? In the grocery store or at the coffee shop. Like you're telling me you're, you're gonna die for Christ, but you're not willing to die to yourself and Share the gospel with this person, right? I had a
2: conversation with one of the girls on the beach this past week about something similar. Um, She loves to work out. She's one of the most like fit ladies I know. Got a six pack and everything. And she recently just started loving to work out and found that she did it best in the morning times and felt like it kickstarted her day. And she got really convicted about it because she was getting up early and going to the gym, but not getting up and you know, doing her devo- devotionals right away. Yeah. And she told me, she said, I realize it brings God joy that I'm waking up and being dedicated to something like that and taking care of my body and getting up and going and doing, doing something like that. But she was, said, you know, it fit however she fits it into her day, her devotional it's like she's making time for the Lord and she's glorifying the Lord by doing that for him and I think that goes especially for students you know Justin you're saying you're working a lot and for the students out there you know you're worrying about finals and writing papers and different seasons require different things from you um, and I think you know how you fit God into your day quote shouldn't necessarily be a question it should be he's through your whole day you know right taking, you know, making that relationship not so much like you have to pick up your phone and make a phone call okay. once in the morning to check that box, you know. Yeah. It should be consistent and constant,
1: so. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So Aaron, what is God doing in your life?
0: Man, um, you know, this, this past Sunday, I was in church and my dad was teaching, and he's walking through Matthew 16, and I have a really, really bad habit of going on my own wild study chases during the sermon. Uh, Sometimes when a verse just sticks out to me or a word sticks out to me, I love to dive into that uh, kind of in my own world, which I don't know if that's good or not. Um, I should probably save it till the end of the sermon. But anyways, I did. And it was on uh, verse 24, which says, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple, must then deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. That's a verse I think we've all probably heard about a billion times. It's definitely one that's super popular in the Christendom universe. And um, the word deny really stuck out to me. I just was like, you know, I've heard this verse so many times, but what does it actually mean to deny yourself? And I think we would normally say like, well, it means to be selfless, right? It Mm -hmm. means to put yourself behind you and pursue Jesus and love other people, which is all great. But I really wanted to dive into what deny actually means. So I started going into the Greek of the word, and it turns out that this word would have been used to communicate the, the concept of disownment. So that would be another version or translation of the word deny, uh, is to disown. And I thought this was super, super cool. Um, just the picture of when before we were, and I talked about this last week on the podcast, right? We were slaves to sin, and now we're slaves to righteousness. We're slaves to the one whom we obey, how Paul says it. Um, And so we are slaves to God. And it's the idea of being owned by something else, which was sin, and now disowning that and being owned, we're under new management. And I actually tweeted this right after I, I wow. uh, saw this. God's not in the business of fixing you up. He is in the business of tearing you down and starting all over and building you new, mm-hmm. right? Um, and Because it's new management, right? Yeah. It's the idea of going into um, a, a, a store or a you know, a gas station or a coffee shop or something that has undergone complete remodel, complete change, complete renovation because it's under new management, right? It's not that they went in and kept everything and just kind of fixed it all up. It's that they totally cleared it out, gutted it, started all over under new management. Why? Because we were disowned, right? We we disown ourselves. We're no longer under the management of us. We're no longer under the management of sin. We're under new management. We're under yeah. the management of Christ, uh, which is what I think is really, really cool about this verse because he says, deny yourselves, take up your cross and follow me. And the cross was a symbol of death, right? The cross was a symbol of uh, extreme torture. And so for Jesus to use this analogy uh, was culturally uh, you know, unstable. And so for for us to say, well, we're gonna not only be selfless and love other people, we're gonna disown ourselves by committing to go to the cross for our new management. In essence, starting over, right? And and this analogy is used over and over again, die, death, reborn, right? Mm -hmm. We use the word reborn a lot in Christendom. The idea of death is the idea of there is no more after that, right? right? We were dead because of sin, and then we died to ourselves. So we disown everything that we knew before, Mm -hmm. and we start all over as a rebirth, complete newness from that point on when you were born. And so I think it's just really, really cool to look at words and specificity Mm -hmm. um, in the scripture and dive into what culturally that means. And I think the word deny is easily looked over, and God kind of jumped out at me and said, it's not just about being selfless. It's not just about loving other people. It is, I mean, that's that's the gospel, love other yeah. people, but we can only do that because you disown yourself. You no longer had control of yourself, right? I mean, you never had control of yourself, but you are now under new management. So I think that's really cool.
2: Yeah, that's super, super awesome. Really beautiful realization. I love being a writer. I love digging into scripture. And breaking down word for word what they mean and what they mean in the context. So that's super cool. Well,
0: I hope you guys were encouraged by today's show. I hope you guys were encouraged about uh, by what God is teaching us. Um, and if you guys have questions, comments, concerns, or maybe topics you want us to cover and hit, uh, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. DM us um, or even just drop a review and on, our, on our Apple podcast account. That would be amazing. Give us five stars. That'll help us out. <laughs> so. Well, we really, really enjoyed having you guys with us today. Justin, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks Alyssa. for having me. A- thanks for being here yeah. again. Um, I love it. I love you guys. I love the Regen Squad. So Let's go. Be easy from the Regen Squad. We'll see you next week.
1: Yo, there's a big problem that I've come to notice. People don't realize who they got the talents from. So in result, they're using them for the wrong purpose. I've always start using our gifts for the glory of God instead of ourselves, Love like most. Men and women be living a type of life, but they're looking for it, and on a Benjamins. So I hitting them with the rhetoric that I'm ready to represent, and I've been keeping it raw like cinnamon. Everybody got a purpose, so I be doing the verses that I wrote with a pen and a vision man. Understanding I ain't worried about the little individuals that are putting me down on the internet. One time for the real folks, one time for the homies that walk the walk, one time for the leaders of the church that